Welcome to the Sin Podcast. I'm your co-host Eric, and I'm always joined by my co-host Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? This is a podcast where we discuss, sometimes argue, the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. Let's go. All right, Ron, this is our final podcast of 2021-2022. We just witnessed the Super Bowl, the LA Rams won. How what what do you feel right now? What's all the what's what do you feel tingly about? Well, I feel a little bit sad that, you know, the season's over to be honest with you and and you know, excited at the same time for next year. Um you know the game itself we'll get into detail i thought it was okay it was pretty pretty close game not a lot of excitement throughout the game but we got a, we had a pretty competitive game i guess that's all that mattered yeah but we both agree that this was a poorly coached game right yeah it was that was the disappointing part on on both sides um i thought it was a poor job of coaching um uh by both coaches and you know that part was disappointing i think that's why we failed to see a lot of points um in both uh the, the first and second half and um and of course it got worse when we started to see some you know odell go down with an injury and stafford and burrow get hurt too you know you know i didn't just didn't see the adjustments i was expecting in the second half especially by either team so i was a little disappointed with that well, let's let's get into it because you know, overall I think that the Super Bowl was you know, I was telling you earlier that I think that Cooper Cup won the MVP because usually it goes to an offensive player, but I think Aaron Donald made a big case for it, but you know, what? Let, let's let's talk about what we saw. So, let's go half by half. So in the first quarter, uh you can you could say that they were trading punches. They kind of were trying to feel each other out. They, they wasn't sure, like, what the other team was going to do first. And then uh, the Rams scored first. Uh, and the reason they scored first was, number one, they were getting good field position, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the Bengals had a situation um, where they went for it and fourth, I think, on and one. Fourth and one, yep. And... I, I agreed with the decision because it, it's the Super Bowl. You want to be aggressive. You want to try to get into a flow, score some points. At that time, it was zero zero. I didn't mind uh, the you know the fact that they went for it. I just didn't like the play call at all. Um, and I think that was the theme of like most of the game, especially when it was short yardage. Is like why are we throwing the ball? Why can't, you know why can't the Bengals uh, get like one yard? Um, at any point till you know when they need it well let's just say so uh it was first and 10 for the Bengals, and they went to shotgun they sh they sh threw it short to t boyd for eight yards so he was second and two so they go to mixon he gets one yard so it's third and one 
But for some reason, Zach Taylor goes didn't go back to Joe Mixon. He actually went with uh, Perrine, mm-hmm. and Perrine was stopped. Yeah, and, and I mean, um, he, P. Ryan, I think is how you pronounce the name. He's usually the the short yardage back, and you know, I understand wanting to keep both backs, um, you know, get them in the groove, if you will. Um, but you know, I the to me. Uh, you know, running, and they did this a couple of times. Running when it's short yardage out of a shotgun is not is not the best approach at all, especially against like Aaron Aaron Donald and the, and the rest of the D line. You know, I think they would have been better off uh, just you know running right at him. Um, you know, with maybe an extra lineman or some tight ends or something. Uh, you know, because I, we talked before the game, I think if, if there is one weakness with the Rams, you know, I think you, you it's stopping the run uh, consistently. The teams have been able to run every now and then on them. But, you know, it's much harder to do that, I think, when you're expecting one-on-one, and, you know, with no double teams or anything like that and, and running out of a shotgun formation. It's much harder, uh, you know. I think to get any yards uh, versus just lining up, you know, behind behind the the quarterback and taking a handoff. Well, I don't know if it was because we knew coming into this game that the the offensive line for the Bengals was horrible, was weak. You know, whatever you want to, you know, whatever word you want to give them, that was that. But why would you go shotgun and then, you know, you got stuff two running plays in a row then you go shotgun you go to jake jamar chase incomplete you give the ball over to uh, la rams in a short field i think that it was on the 50 or the 49 yeah and then that play i you know i did they talked about how on on that specific play burrow forced the ball to chase and he had t higgins i think it was wide open um and he just never looked his way he just made up his mind i think that was just a poor execution and probably like i said not the right play to begin with um but you know that you know going back to like it's the start of the game they're feeling each other out i think that was like the nervousness maybe that you that you know joe burrow probably had at the the beginning of the game because you know um during the regular season those are decisions that yeah he would he would come off a chase and and throw the right person um but obviously he didn't do that and that that led to a short field and uh, a quick touchdown after that by the rams yeah so that was a head scratch that was a head scratcher by uh zach taylor so then the rams get the ball at the 50 they march it down touchdown obj so now they're up seven nothing and then after both teams punt then we have a field goal by the Bengals. um but then it was almost like they were mixing mixing with joe burrows but he had a lot of incomplete passes so it was you know it was kind of like give and take you know from both sides mm-hmm. but i mean they started to drive off with joe mixon for 13 yards so i mean he could you could eventually just have Mixon with 100 plus yards to end the game. Yeah, I think he needed to have 100 yards for them to win the game. And it looked like, you know, they, at by halftime, even though they were, you know, losing at half, 
it seemed like at least they had the right strategy and and Mixon was going to get sufficient carries to get to um, 100 yards. Um, But I just think, again, like some of the play selection, both halves, you know, um, by the Bengals coach is kind of what blew it, uh, blew their opportunity. Well, it was 7-3. Then the Rams scored a touchdown. But then right after, the Bengals scored a touchdown to make it 13-10. And this is where it kind of, to me, the game kind of shifted towards the Bengals, right? Because it looked like they had the momentum uh, at the end of the at the end of the half when they scored that touchdown. Yeah, and if I remember right, is this when Odell was hurt as well? Yes. So Odell was out of the game at this point, and the Bengals, you know, for the most part, were, was you know they were able to slow Cincinnati, uh, you know, slow the Rams down. Um, so you know they they scored, and they, more importantly, they were getting the ball back in the second half. So. They had the momentum. They needed to come out and score in the second half. They did that. And I thought for sure, okay, well, you're off and running. Uh, Bengals are going to win this game. And it's, you know, it's going to be partially because uh, Beckham's out. Um, and, and partially because Joe Burrow and Mixon and, and the, the rest of the offense are going to be able to keep the momentum going uh, all throughout the second half, which did not happen. Now, when OBJ got hurt, didn't you get the feeling that Matthew Stafford was almost like thinking to himself, oh, now I only have one player to pass the ball to. It's almost like something in his mind clicked and he realized, like, I'm going to take I'm going to this game is going to come more on me than it's supposed to be. Right. Well, it did because, you know, and on the under, other end they couldn't run the ball to, to save their life. It, it was like horrendous effort running the ball for acres and, and that O line on, on the ramp side. So that was ineffective, like completely ineffective. Um, and then they lost, uh, their tight end, you know? Um, so they were down a couple players and he was playing, you know, really just Cooper cup and then, uh, Jefferson. And, you know, so the entire game at that point, rested on Stafford's shoulders and you know he didn't have a perfect game through a couple interceptions uh which we expected uh, i expected you know one wasn't his fault um the other you know the other was a a third and long situation uh that got intercepted in the end zone but um well didn't you think that he was trying to force it to uh, jefferson in the end zone because to me like anybody else no, it's the play that's not there, then you just throw the ball away, right? Yeah. But I felt like he didn't have OBJ. It was like, oh man, I'm I gotta I gotta do something for my team. And of course he threw out the interception. But before we get to the second one, because I think that happened at the beginning of the third quarter, that play that the Bengals scored on, that was one of those trick plays. It wasn't even Joe Burrow's that pass it was mixing to higgins yeah yeah and i'm fine with that i mean they, I, I don't know if they i think they would have figured out a way to punch it in the end zone even if they didn't use that play i thought they marched up the field pretty you know um well I, it was off a turnover right right because the first their first touchdown was on the long play 
uh, where Ramsey's face mag got uh, got pulled, basically, right? He was pulled down to the ground, and Higgins made the, the long catch. Well, now that you mentioned that, so this is the thing with the refs. It's like, you know, I always, I always come from the school of throw the flags early, throw the flags early so the players know what they can and can't get away with. Mm-hmm. But for some reason... In this game, they were like, no, we're going to let them play, but then we're going to get involved towards the end of the game. Yeah, that Which that was, doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. It was bad. And so everyone is focused on that Ramsey play where he, get, he gets, you know, Higgins scores a touchdown off of it. But before that, there were a couple penalties that should have been called against Ramsey that weren't called. So the refs were not, you know, they were like letting them play off the start and then you know when the ramsey play happened that's to me was easy to miss like the the ref is chasing behind him he's not going to be able to see that um but fine but at the end of the game to come out and have like three or four flags at the end that to me um ruins it it, it gives the bengal fans uh an opportunity to say you know well the bengal that the refs wanted the the rams to win you know they, the refs had no, they should not have in put themselves made themselves involved to that extent in the game in the decision making and and I, I just think that kind of ruined it uh, a little bit at the end but regardless um, and we can dive in a little bit more when the Bengals got that turn after they scored the long touchdown they got an inst- you know, immediate turnover and they Instead of like putting a touchdown and putting pressure, they only able they had to Burrow got sacked and they had to settle for a field goal. Well, that that was right. So it was thirteen to seventeen before the half, right? Mm -hmm. Actually, no, sorry. It was thirteen to ten at halftime. That was the end of the half. So let's not, you know, before we we go to the third quarter, right? Because I I I don't want to jump too many too many touchdowns here because this is where basically what you're going to explain is what the Bengals fumbled where the Bengals coaching everybody the whole team just fumbled the ball but before we get to that so the second quarter ends it's 13 to 10 uh what did you think about the halftime show <laughs> so you want to talk about halftime show yes. I thought it was good I thought it was really good. I was ex- it was it was a good halftime show. I was there were a couple surprises at least to me. Um, uh, I didn't know Fifty Cent was going to be there. Um, Eminem uh, was there as well. So I thought the halftime show was 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 great. Well, you know, I told you that I was going to watch the game, but then I ended up watching the halftime show, which you know, I then I started watching all the halftime shows that I really really liked. I went down this rabbit hole. So this these are my top five, no particular order. Mm-hmm. Number one, I'm gonna say Prince halftime show. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Yes, most likely, probably. That was back in 2007. That was the uh, Colts against the Bears game. Uh, this one, this halftime show, Dr. Dre, I'm gonna call it. Uh, you're not a Beyonce fan for, for some reason. I don't know why. But when he she came out in 2013, that was money. And she came out with Destiny Child. 
double it up. That was money. I, I thought I knew. I felt like that wasn't going to be a that wasn't a surprise for me that she came out with with them. I think they try to hold on. You know, as you a were surprise. more surprised by Fifty Cent than Destiny Child. Probably. Oh wow, I could care less about Fifty Cent. Uh, <laughs> of course, I I'm not a big YouTube fan by any means. That's but because that was 2002. It was the Patriots' first uh, Super Bowl win. We just had 9-11. It was very emotional. That I, I ranked that up in my top five. And then, um, and this was kind of a tie. The Coldplay one, which was in 2016, and the uh, Shakira one, which is not not this year, but the year before. Now, the last three, the Shakira. The weekend and this one were old uh, pro- produced by Jay Z. How do you feel about that? Well, he has that deal with the NFL, right? So that's not really surprising. I didn't like the last three, to be honest with you. I mean, Shakira wasn't bad. Didn't she come on with uh, J Lo? With J Lo, yep. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of J Lo, so you know, I think Shakira is okay. I, you know, I, I'm not a. I don't think her. Well, well, I guess her music is okay, but I don't think she has like a large, you know, uh, selection of songs that are, you know, going to be hits that people would like to listen to. Um, well, what, I, what I'm saying is, you know, I, I there's definitely, what I'm saying is compared to the Super Bowls of like, you know, The Who, Paul McCarthy. Katy Perry. I'm not gonna say Bruno Mars because I like him, but then like, for some reason when I look, when I was looking at the list in the 1990s, Gloria Stefan was there three times. I don't know why. Who asked for it? But no. So I, even though I I I like JC, the old JC, not the new one, not the global icon, because I personally feel that he sold out. He's actually producing good music, good halftime shows. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, how long will will the halftime shows be focused on? Uh, what are we? What What's our generation? Are we? We're Gen, not millennials, Gen Zers. Yeah. I like what. What should we expect next year? Is it going to be someone we like? You know, from the nineties. Early well, two thousand, or is it? You know, what is it going to be? I I don't know because you know I mean we're kind of we grew up in the nineties slash to early two thousand, so we know that the rap scene is different now. Mm-hmm. We know that if your name doesn't start with little something, you're not <laughs> gonna you're not gonna be with the youth, right? But I think that Jay Z may be onto something. I think that he knows that this. There's uh, football fans like us, and then this is like our wives, who they were up and dancing mm-hmm. and having a good time, and we're like, you know, this is this is nice, but it's not what <laughs> it's not what we're here for, right? Yeah, but there's gonna be people who are probably like, who the hell is Dr. Dre, or you know, well that's fine because when you know, I was one of them like, who are the who? Mm-hmm. I never heard of them. Mm-hmm. Who who? Paul McCarthy. Well, he was with the Beatles. Oh, okay. Those Beatles. Yeah, those are they're, they're very very famous. But so it's like, you know, 
you do you want them to bring back Aerosmith and like Bruce Springsteen? Mm -hmm. No, right? We wanted to at least stay modern. So I think the uh, halftime show is getting better. Yeah, it's getting better. All right. So that that was my take on the halftime. So uh, third quarter starts immediately. Immediately, uh, Stafford throws the second IT. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't really his fault, right? Yeah, so after the long touchdown, he throws the second INT off the tip pass. And I had just stepped away to the restroom, so I missed the play. I did see the replays. Um, so it wasn't his fault. Guy should have caught it. He was, like, in between, I think, running and stopping and came off his hands. And it uh, Bengals got the ball in good position. And I think this is where coaching and it makes a big difference because – you if this was like belichick bell you know they would have said okay we have them on their heels no odell beckham to worry about we got to score right and we got to get the ball in the end zone um well the play selection i think is where it went downhill from here and barrel end up getting sacked and they end up having to settle for like a field goal well the play selection see I agree with you 100%. Not only because it's Belichick, but right now the score is 20 to 13. Mm -hmm. The Bengals have the lead. They don't have to pass at all. It could be all runs back to back. Well, so my, my point is instead of 20 to 3, they, they could have put more pressure. Oh, I'm sorry, instead of 20 13. to 13, they could have put more pressure if they would have scored a touchdown, right? So yes. if it was. You know, twenty-four to thirteen. Now you're two scores down without Odell Beckham. No, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. But how, how you, how are you gonna get that second score? I feel like the way they went about it was all wrong. Because mm -hmm. look, look, if I look at the the offensive plays to that field goal, shotgun, 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 right. shotgun. Yep. What are you? What are you crazy? And yeah. then yeah. one play sacked joe burrow sacked another play it was down to ujmasada which was good he gained nine but then another sacked nine yards aaron donald so it was third and three you know if they would have gotten the first down they would have scored a touchdown for sure but then jay joe burrows got sacked mm -hmm. by aaron donald making it four and twelve and of course they had to end up with a field goal yeah so what i'm saying is this you you get the ball i have feel because of interception you only got 50 yards to go eat the damn clock you 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 know mixon's running like a mad maniac mm -hmm. eat the clock i feel like for some reason sack taylor decided oh man if we can just get joe burrow really mm -hmm. hot in this quarter mm -hmm. You know, we can just blow out the Rams. I, I almost feel like he got fed of himself. He did. And what makes it worse is not it's not just that Joe Burrow, or I'm sorry, Joe Mixon wasn't getting touches. Jamar Chase, I felt there was a period of time. It's like, where, why are they not getting the ball to their best playmaker for that stretch when it was just all punts? Um, the Rams figured it out. The Rams, when they lost Odell Beckham, like you said, they said, shit, I'm going to get my best player the ball 
if I have to throw it to him or if I have to hand it off on a, on a short yardage situation, it's going to my my best players. For some reason, I, I don't, you know, Mixon was, you know, invisible uh, for the better part of the second half. He didn't get the touches he should have. He didn't because even in, even in this field goal, they ran like eight plays to get back down. You know how I many... Out of those eight plays, Joe Mixon had one. Mm-hmm. It was a left tackle for two yards. So you mean to tell me that you, your best player at that time, was Joe Mixon, and you didn't ride him like? They, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that he had he was the best player up to that point mm-hmm. for you, and you didn't ride him. He threw he threw a touchdown on the <laughs> yeah. previous half. Yeah, and you didn't ride him. Yeah. So yeah, so. You know, it's just like I always tell you about that triangle. You got youth, you got talent, but if you don't have coaching, it's true. You it's, just and coaching experience, experience not just with the players, experience with the coaches too. Yep. You know, it's one thing to coach and be a good coach in the regular season. It's a different thing to be a coach in the postseason and make you know to to be to call the right plays at those right times. Even like McVay, like I said, he didn't call a perfect game. And the first game, he, you know, his first Super Bowl, he called a horrible game, you know. And this is two, I think, two playoff appearances for him where you're like, what the hell? This is supposed to be the, you know, the greatest offensive mind. Um, but, like, I think these experiences in the postseason um, and, you know, in the Super Bowl, hopefully uh, will help them down the road to say, hey, you know, we get to the Super Bowl. We're in the big game. Mm-hmm. We 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 got to stick with what works, you know. We can't forget about Joe Mixon, or we can't forget about Jamar Chase, or we can't forget about, you know, whatever they need they need to do to keep keep putting pressure on the other you know, the other team. And this is where, when all they scored was a field goal, mm-hmm. this is where the game kind of changed because then, I mean, I'll I'll give a shout out to Raheem Morris because he. He knew like, oh, we're just gonna bum rush this offensive line because they can't stop us. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Bengals, the Rams got the ball back. They went down the field. They didn't get a touchdown, but they got a field goal, and it was sixteen to twenty. And honestly, when it was sixteen to twenty, and at that point the Bengals started to like really struggle. I thought the game. I thought the the Rams. We're gonna win. Well, you you kind of saw you come, when it was sixteen to twenty. You kind of changed your mood. You kind of yeah. ch- because at the beginning of the Super Bowl, you were like Bengals all the way. Let's mm-hmm. go Bengals. And I was like, first of all, I was like, you know, this is gonna be a blowout, but it wasn't because of the back coaching. Mm-hmm. But then the Bengals were playing. At the playing to lose, right? Exactly. They weren't playing to to win the game. They're playing not to lose, and you know it. It just showed with their play calling, um, their execution when it comes to protecting Joe Burrow. It was just really bad in the second half, and you know the Bengals defense, you know, could, held on as long as they could, you know. Uh, but that was asking way too much, I think. Um, you know, of, of the defense to kind of s- stop the best receiver in the league, and Matthew Stafford, who's a really damn, you know, a damn good quarterback. Um, 
it was asking too much from from your defense. You should have put more points uh, on the board and put more pressure. You had to be up, in my opinion, two scores um, at all times into the fourth quarter um, to to really have a chance and, and not have you know have to worry about the Rams uh, coming coming through. When when it was a one score game, I you know I thought the Rams at any point would would be able to break a play because um, I've, I've seen it too many times with Cooper Cup. You know, he's a backbreaker. You know, he, he has like these, he's able to catch these like, you know, 20, 30-yard catches and just like kill, you know, kill the other team, whatever they're trying to do. Like, they did it against the Bucks. He, he seems to do it all the time. So, Well, when it was 16 to 20, this is where the poo-poo, the poo-poo offenses for both teams starting mm-hmm. to play because then we have the Bengals punt and by the way a sack by another sack by the Rams then the Rams punt then the Bengals punt and by the way another sack by Von Miller so the sacks are starting to pile up now so mm-hmm. you know at the half I think the Rams had two but then once the Bengals did not want to win this game basically mm-hmm. every series they had the rams had at least one sack mm-hmm. so you know von miller sack so the for some reason again the ram the rams ran the poo the poo offense did not work because they couldn't run the ball punt the the Bengals got the ball back guess what incomplete incomplete oh guess what there's a sack on 39 by Von Miller so it was you know it was like oh their Rams defense already figured out the offense by this time or at least they figured out the offensive line they were like oh we can just blow by these guys because they're so bad Mm -hmm. and I think this happened to uh, the Chiefs last year with the Bucks this happens to the uh, Niners last year with the Chiefs and it's like if you don't have a good offensive line, no matter how good your quarterback is, he he's not gonna have enough time. Right. So then finally, you know, after punt, 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 punt by both teams, uh LA comes down and scores. And <laughs> this is where the refs all of a sudden pop their heads. Yeah. It's like, and before that though, there were some I think opportunities on that same drive where I think it was like uh, third in the yard or something like that, and that's when Cooper Cup was it third and one or fourth and when Cooper Cup got the handoff and and got the first down. And that was that was a risky play. It, it was that I think that was the uh, it was five minutes left on the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five minutes left on the game. It was fourth and one. Uh, the Rams had the ball at the 30 of the Bengals, and uh, Cooper Cup got seven yards for a first down. That's my point, right? When you're not up two scores at any time, the the, the game could change. They had their chance to stop the stop the Rams, and they didn't because Cooper Cup is better than any player on the Bengals defense, and they couldn't stop him when it mattered. That first down, you know, I think obviously it was important, it was critical, but that was like the dagger because 
I didn't, you know, I had no faith in the Bengals' defense at that point to keep them out of the end zone, which they weren't able to do. And yeah, like you said, the refs, you know, we'll talk about that. Well, we're a big part of that. This is this is why I actually I didn't mind that the Rams went for it on fourth and one because even though it was at that that point it was sixteen to twenty, mm-hmm. I think the Rams would have just ran the ball out. I don't know if the you play the calling the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals would have ran the ball out because under five minutes left, I know they both. I think both teams had three timeouts by then. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it would have been totally different. But yeah, I, I said it. You know, at the time, Bengals, sh- uh, the Rams should punt and you know punt it. Give the you know like, because at that point, if you you think about it, the Bengals weren't doing anything, nothing but punting, right? So if you pin them deep. Uh, you know, I, I figured the Rams would get the ball back with like two minutes and all three timeouts, basically, and be in good position to to go down and, and score um, to win the game. But they went for it either way, and, you know, the Bengals couldn't stop them. You know, I think it was a, right, a great play call. Uh, again, get the ball in the hands of your best player, which is what they did at that point, um, and he gets the first down. Well, the you know, they get the first down, and then Cooper Cup gets the ball like th- three consecutive plays, and then you know this is where all hell breaks loose. So it's third and goal with a minute forty-seven left on the clock. There was an incomplete pass, and then they called the penalty, which I don't agree with it. That was a terrible. Call. That was a terrible call. I don't know. He was just a linebacker, and it was just terrible. It was terrible. terrible. It was terrible. That, that that wouldn't have been, and I've heard like commentators and analysts say so many different things about, oh, it's a good call, but, you know, I don't like that they didn't call it, like the whole game and all that. It wasn't a good call, period. That it just wasn't, wasn't pass interference. They didn't call that the whole season. The whole season. It wasn't pass interference. The, it was the linebacker holding, it was didn't nothing. hold him. Didn't prevent him from running his route. Yeah, he put his hand on him to to just make sure he you know he knew he was there or whatever. Um, but there was no pass interference on that play. It was just a a bad call at the wrong time, and especially if you consider how they had been calling the game, um, that that call was completely inappropriate. Um, and you know it made a, a, a huge difference um you know that that first penalty i think it was it was big well that gave him a first down and then this is the call this is a call where it went to both teams so then the next play stafford to cup for a touchdown you say that it wasn't a helmet to helmet i said yes that was definitely a helmet to helmet. So here's the thing: neither of us will know because did you see a replay, like a clear replay that yes, showed they showed a clear helmet replay. hitting a helmet? Yes, I didn't. I I saw yes. right Cooper from the Cup pylon. Ha- they showed a replay. No, I saw the pylon, but you had the defenders back on the pylon, right? Well, you you Cooper see Cup's Cooper Cup's head go back. If if I hit you <laughs> with my fist. Your head's gonna go back. I don't need to hit you with my helmet for your head to that go back. That was his helmet, though. No, it wasn't. I don't think it. I'm not saying that was an egregiously bad call, because if you want to protect the players, so be it. Also, defensive defen- receiver, you can't hit him like right, that. Right, I get that. I yeah. don't agree with it. Maybe it's within the rules that you, you know, <laughs> oh, that's now a you penalty. Come around to but, it. but either way, in a Super Bowl with the game on the line, with that much time, you don't throw that flag. 
I mean, I, I wouldn't throw that flag. I think that was just a bad penalty. He scores anyway, so what's the point of throwing the flag? So you see because him catch again, the ball. Why would you throw the flag? Because, again, the refs, for some reason, wanted to get involved. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but... So they they called helmet-to-helmet helmet on the Bengals, and then they called holding on the the Rams. So that mm-hmm. play is cancel each other out right so then the next play guess what pass apple they get couple pass interference and that one was a clear pass interference that one was very clear mm-hmm. that one was he got there too early so another first down so you know from the first penalty which was third and goal first and goal first and goal again penalty so they got three first and goals consecutively horrible I mean, yes, if I was a Bengals fan, I'd be pissed off this Monday morning. Yes. I'd I'd be coming into work with a skull on my face going, I can't believe that just happened. Yep. I can't believe that just happened. So, of course, Stafford throws a touchdown to Cooper Cooper Cup. Yep. Now, there's still time left. There's 125 left. On the clock. So, but what? What's your? How um, confident are you in Joe Burrow's at this point? I was very confident. I thought it was a lot of time. You had your timeouts. Uh, I was a little worried about the line, but, uh, but I still thought, okay, if they can figure out how to get, you know, chase the ball, get T. Higgins open, run the ball a few times. They only only needed a field goal. To yeah. get the game to overtime. And they had the better kicker. Yeah. So they, I didn't feel, honestly, there was any pressure at all. I thought for sure they were walking out with at least a field goal. Yeah. I was very confident that they can move the ball. And that first pass to uh, Jamar Chase for 17 yards on Jalen Ramsey. So it's like he just talks so much bullshit Ramsey? about Ramsey. About <laughs> You know, when he was in Jacksonville, I remember he was like, I'm going to shut down the Patriots. He didn't. Uh, In this game, overall, he played horrible, horrible. He got burned by everybody. He got burned by Jamar Chase. He just horrible. So I'm showing for the That's not the angle I saw. Yeah. So I'm showing him. Show me the the angle I saw. I'll show you multiple angles of this play. Cooper Cup, and I wish I can rewind it in slow motion, catches the ball, lands, and get, he does get hit high, right? The defender hit, uses his arm go, to push, go to back, try to break go up. Go back, go back. To break up the play. That's, you can go back. That's a terrible freaking call with like a man. I don't care even if it's like the game just started. You should not. What is the defender supposed to do? Let him, you know, he's already landed. Like, do you not try to, like, get the ball out of his hands at all? Don't touch him? Are no, playing flags? I, I thought he was in the air. No, he, he wasn't. Look where, I mean, he, his feet was already landed. No, I think he was still in the air. It, it was just, it was. He it was, caught it. He was, he was bracing himself, still in the air. No, that's not the angle I saw either. It was an angle. It was behind. Catch. See? Down. Wow, he was in Elbow. the air. He was in the air. So either, either way, he has that, to that's defender defense has to receiver. Break up. When you're in the air, that's his defensive has, receiver. Okay, know the rules. Okay. That is defensive receiver when he's in the air. He should have okay. known better. So then why why do we why 
why do we even play defense in the in the end zone? Listen, why not just let the that's the guy what all catch the, the old timers are saying right now. That's everyone that retired from the game. They're like, what's the point? Why even play defense if every call is gonna be a penalty? The thing is, if let's say there's no penalties on that play, it's a touchdown, right? Because Cooper Cup caught the ball, held on, and everything. It's a touchdown. But the fact that you threw the flag and now you had the Rams doing something, you know, having their penalty. Now well, you, you, you're basically giving them an extra, extra play. Extra play. Well, this is the thing is that if, even though they made a mistake and, and had a penalty. If, if you take the Rams penalty out of it and let's just say, boom, Cooper Cup catches a ball. It's a touchdown. He throws a flag. Would Rams fans be like, what the hell? We just had a touchdown taken away. Or would they just decline and say, no, we're just keeping the touchdown? They would decline it, right? So it's it's that guy, the ref, should not gotten involved. No, no, no. It, you know, and I know there were some, so, and they talked about this a little bit, too. There was some, like, uh, pushing and shoving, like, throughout, like, periods of the game. And maybe the ref said, hey, we need to get this under control a little bit. And we still start to call it a little bit tighter. Maybe they went back and saw like some of the egregious penalty, you know, penalties that they missed on Ramsey, and then the, you know, maybe they saw what happened with Higgins and said, "We gotta like tighten this up." I don't know, but either way, you can't wait until like there's less than two minutes in the game to start throwing those those flags. But I, I'm getting sidetracked on this one. one yeah, play. let's 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 go let's go to the final. The Bengals' final offensive drive, mm-hmm. right? Because it's 125 on the clock. They just completed a 17 yards to Jamar Chase. So the ball is on the 42. It's first and 10. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrows passes up the middle to T. Boyd for nine yards. So it's second and one at the 49. And I think at this point, you only need to go 11 yards. Mm-hmm. For uh, for that field goal to tie it up, right? Mm-hmm. So you have second and one. Joe Burrows goes incomplete to Jamar Chase. Yep. Out of the shotgun. So basically, they ran almost the same play that they ran in the first half when it was, you know, one yard to go. It was the same incomplete. Mm-hmm. I think this one was even worse because he threw it at Jamar Chase's feet mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't know if it was this play or the play. Before. So now you got third and one of the 49 with 48 seconds left. Why not give it to jo- Joe Mixon? Not only why not give it to Joe Mixon. Why in, when you see in the whole first half and every single, you know, you go back and you think about it. I have not been able to run the ball out of the shotgun. Why, if you know you need a yard, the defense knows you need a yard to get a first down, would you call that play? I don't care if Mixon's back there. And he should have been in the game, not off the field sitting on the sideline. But why would you call a run out of the shotgun? You know, get your get your lineman in. You had plenty of timeouts. Get some extra O-line in. Put Mixon in the game and pound it. Pound it for a yard. Do a quarterback sneak, you know, with one leg burrow if you had to. To get the yard, I know for that. For God's sake, don't run out of the shotgun. It just—it gave me flashbacks to the what the Steelers do all season, and I, you know, I makes know, no th- sense. I know the Bengals have a a goal line offensive. Right? Seriously. So you mean to tell me that in the Super Bowl, third and one, 
you don't call you don't go big there you mm-hmm. don't say you know what i'm gonna put my six best linemen plus my tight end and i'm just gonna go you know eye formation run it through your gut why not do that instead they go shotgun they give it to how do you pronounce P. it ryan p ryan and guess who's there aaron donald and garner well guess what they stopped them for no gain. So mm-hmm. what does that mean? It's fourth and one. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Shotgun again. <laughs> Shotgun again. I mean, and Zach time, Taylor. I'm, you know, they're passing when they got no, you know, they're all lying. It's been struggling to protect them. Zach Taylor. And I guess, I guess um, in the, on that play, I guess Ramsey fell down. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase was wide, wide open, open but, but Donald saves the <laughs> saves the day. Aaron Donald made made the play because if mm-hmm. he didn't, I you know it's tough to say if it's tough to say whether or not like Burrow would have got his eyes down. I would you would think that he would get his eyes downfield and find Chase, um, but only he the only thing he needed was a yard, so maybe he would have looked short, short and throw it to the first guy that he saw. But yeah, I mean to to your point, Ramsey. It, He's a great player. I don't want to say he's not a great player. He is. All-around cornerback, he's great. Is he the best cover corner? Absolutely not. You know, there are, like, at least four or five corners uh, that I would take. That and when I'm just thinking, like, man for man, you know, cover this guy. There's four or five guys I would take over Ramsey. I've seen Ramsey burn before, even before this year. You know, you know, it, it, there's certain receivers he's great at. If you're physical... Um, He's gonna out physical you. He he's strong enough and tough enough to basically beat you up on the line of scrimmage, hold you, and he'll get away with those holding penalties. Yep, yep. If no, you, if I think he's he's definitely, you know, I think he's above six feet, and he's you know he's a shutdown corner. But but if you're quick, yes, and elusive, and you yes. have like ridiculous speed, yes. Um, you'll get by him and even if you don't have i mean mike evans got by him a couple times um so he can get burnt on on the deep play and, and chase just like absolutely there's no way he cannot keep up with chase deep he can't no, keep up I with can't. him short you know he jumped that one route that first play you know when when they got the ball and he tried it to, to to jump inside jamar chase you know spun around and made him look like a fool and ran away from him after he caught the ball and then you know so that was that's a matchup I think Chase is going to win more often than not. And the Rams going to have to figure out, okay, is it worth paying if I don't know how much they're paying him? Are you going to pay someone? Again, he does a lot of things great, but when the game in the line and you need to stop, he he got beat multiple times. Yeah, and I think he already have he already got his 5-year contract cuz I think when they got him from Jacksonville last year, I think you know they 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 just paid him, so mm-hmm. he's gonna be around the Rams for the next two or three years anyway. So, so the game basically ends with Aaron Donald saving the day. So, yep. the MVP though goes to Cooper Cup. He's a Super Bowl MVP. And at first, last Sunday when after the game, I was like, yeah, you know, he caught the most passes, he got the most yards. He, I think he had two TDs. So, yeah, I can see that. But now, as the week progresses, which, what, today's Tuesday, I think Aaron Donald got cheated. 
Yeah, he did because he impacted the game significantly. Yep. Like yep. The, way the numbers won't show you, right? You can't just look at the stats and say, oh, give it to Cooper Cup. He scored. You had this many catches or whatever. He made a better, bigger impact. No. Aaron Donald, besides the two sacks that he had, made a huge impact with what he did with against the run, with just getting pressure, period, uh, on Burrow. He was a, a huge difference maker. He's a great defensive player, uh, one of the best defensive players of all time, and he took over the game when it mattered the most. So to me, he was the MVP. He killed him. You know, he killed, he single-handedly killed him at the end. Yeah. So the only takeaways that I took when I kind of saw some of the you know end of, end of the game interviews was when they interviewed Joe Burrows he was like you know in the future we're gonna do it differently you know you would hope that we're gonna be here two or three times and then I kind of laughed because I was like you're gonna be back two or three times yeah <laughs> yeah so it's tough and we you know it's tough for any team to get back to the Super Bowl yep I'm not gonna let I'm gonna focus on the Bengals for a second um, they had an incredible season where you know they made it to the playoffs but they could have been in the other end on the outside looking in they made it this stretch all the way to the Super Bowl they could have been out they could I mean they were down how many points at halftime against Kansas City? So we could be talking about Kansas City in the Super Bowl right now instead of the Bengals. That that's the thing. When I look at the Bengals road, I think, all right. So they beat Derek Carr, which, you know, I don't I consider him a lead, but I consider him a good quarterback. They beat Ryan Tannehill, which he's definitely not elite, and he's definitely not a good quarterback. But the fact that they beat they beat Mahomes. You know, I think that's something to hang your head on, right? It is. It's not. is. I'm not downplaying their accomplishment. I think they had a good season. I think there's a lot to look up to. Uh, but there was a lot of luck that got them here, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Things, the stars aligned, and that's why they got to the Super Bowl. If you're expecting the stars to align every year and to get back, that's not going to happen. The AFC especially is extremely tough and i know they've already put the odds out for next year neither of these two uh teams are are, are favored no. i think the rams might be higher but the you know i think i'm pretty sure that the the top teams um are like is like kansas city and buffalo and i think maybe even the titans are ahead of of the Bengals at this point yeah to, i think, to get I think to green Bowl. bay if they keep mm -hmm. our rogers and the team it's just I mean, this was definitely, like, I would say a Cinderella story. It was. Um, I mean, 11 sacks against the Titans. Yeah. Then they almost lose to the Raiders at home. You know, you can almost say that the Raiders gave that game away. You can say the Chiefs gave the game away, too. Well, the Chiefs definitely gave the game <laughs> yeah. away. But, again, that doesn't happen, you know, two, two or three years in a row. No, it's not. Yeah. And... You got the Chiefs, you got the Titans, you still got you know the Raiders. They, they, it looks like they're gonna um, sign Carr to an extension. You got the Chargers, you got the Patriots, the you got Bengals. The Bales, you I got mean, the and just Chiefs look what's within their own division. I mean, I don't Lamar know. Lamar going to be coming right, back. Lamar is back. I don't know what's going to get this out of the Steelers with their quarterback situation, but there's no guarantee that the Bengals are going to end up in the playoffs again next year. You, you, you know, even though they have some talent, they have a good coach, there's no guarantee 
that they're a lock for the playoffs and certainly not a lock for the for the Super Bowl. So yeah, I think you know what, I think that they make they may make the playoffs in a year or two or maybe two years in a row. But you know, winning the Super Bowl, I mean, you can ask Dan Marino, you mm-hmm. can ask uh, even their own. What's the Bengals uh, quarterback that was there for eight, in 1988? Uh, but he's a commentator now. Uh, a boomer size. Oh, yeah. You can ask him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just hard to... I, I think, you know, this is why this whole 20 years that Tom Brady played for the Patriots, Bill Belichick has something special. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't happen very often. And the fact that Joe Burrows, I mean, I know it was after a loss, so, you know, I, I'm, I've never been in that position, but the fact that he was very confident that the Bengals are going to be back. And I'm like... Yeah, well, I think he's looking at the... Uh, he's being optimistic. He's being positive. Very, yes, he's being very positive. pessimistic. Yeah. Um, if he was to say the truth, you know, and I'm sure if he was like to let it settle in for a day or two, and if you were to ask him that question now, he would say, we fucked up. Yeah. We had a chance to win the game. We were winning the game. We had a chance to put our feet on the necks of the Rams in the second half when we took the lead and when Stafford had that interception we could have taken it over you know got a two score lead you know and we fucked up we didn't do that we didn't do that on any of the you know possessions after that was just punt 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 we missed out we missed out on a good opportunity if he was to answer the question honestly you know now with two days uh you know since it's passed to, to look at it you know, I think everyone would tell you they, they missed their chance. They blew the game. Um, and, you know, hopefully for them, you know, they, they, they'll get back there and have another chance. Uh, but to your point, what you were saying at the beginning of the game, it's not just the players. Not You know, it, the experience, your coaching is so important, um, you know, to to be to realize how this feels. And to, you know, when you get that second chance or third chance, to make sure you don't make those same mistakes is, you know, you have to have the experience. You have to go through this, I think, uh, sometimes to get over that hurdle. So, you know, before we move on to the Rams, so do you think Zach Taylor has a five-year shelf life or is it a Marvin Lewis type of situation where he's basically there for over 10 years? It's tough to say. Um, I think he'll be there at least five years. I think he's a good coach. I don't see him continuing to have, you know, a Super Bowl team next year, the year after. So I think it's just gonna, the road is just too difficult. And I think he's going to get challenged more. Like if you think about take the playoffs away for for a second, what was their record during the regular season? Ten and seven. Yeah, that, that, I mean that's good, but that's what he is basically. You're ten and seven, right? Um, he's a 10 and 7 coach because there were games they should have won and they lost. There were games he got blown out. So, you know, I think he's a good coach. Um, do, you, do you think this is enough to change the culture in Cincinnati? Like, oh, absolutely. Are we going to see Cincinnati winning 10 games or more consecutive? Yeah. I, I, I think they'll at as least. As long as you have res- Joe Burrows, right? I think they'll be respectable. As long as you have Joe Burrow and yeah. you, you put some linemen around him. They'll always be respectable. There'll always be a team where you you know, they won't be like you know, 
the the Bengals of like you know three four years ago when they just you could just guarantee that you're going to beat them or guarantee that they're going to do something stupid on the field. Um, they're going to be a better coach team for sure, and they're heading in the right direction. Now the Rams, uh, there was a lot of talk about you know McVay retiring, McVay, and uh, Donald retiring, Donald, yeah, um, Weddle. Weddle, well, Weddle, he already he basically said on the done. game, I'm done. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, this is my last game. Um, Odell situation, you know, with his contract now, that especially since he, he has an ACL. Mm. Yeah. So, so, um, and I, and basically, you don't. Do you think that Russell Wilson comes back to Seattle? Because uh, the whole Kyler Murray situation is just bonkers. I, I don't know how to even solve that. But do you think Russell Wilson's come back? I think the Seattle Seahawks are in a position where they should just blow everything else, uh, blow everything up, start from scratch. And that might include Pete Carroll, to be honest with you, too. Um, I think Russell needs to go somewhere else. I think Pete maybe needs to go somewhere else. So they just need to start over. Because, you know, and I'm just talking speculation here from the rumors. Uh, they're talking about I think the only team that's going to give the Rams a headache in that division is the 49ers. Well, that's I mean, you have a lot of assumptions there, right? You you got what you're assuming like Odell Beckham Beckham signs with them again, right? No, no, I'm, I'm even not, without even without Odell Beckham cuz I think he's replaceable. Once once Robert Woods comes back, I think, you know, you can you don't have to keep Odell Beckham. Is there Aaron Donald part of that team or is he retired? Aaron Donald is part of it. Cuz you know, they told him at the end of the game they were like, "You know, one ring is good, but when you start feening for that second ring, you come back to play." Yeah, well. And he's only 30, walking so walking away when yeah. you can is is also good when you got two good knees. So Yes, yes, but he is 30 and we saw Tom Brady avocado ice cream works, so <laughs> And, the, and now the rumor is that Tom Brady might go to the 49ers. I don't believe that. That's the rumors. But even without, you know, Tom Brady, even without Garoppolo, if they bring if they bring Trey in, you know, I think the Rams can win. the favorites. The, yeah. the favorites, yeah. It potentially, um, it's it's gonna you know it's gonna be an interesting off season because like you said we don't know where Russell, where Russell Wilson is we don't know where Aaron Rodgers is and he might go to Denver that's a rumor right we don't know what to expect from Trey Lance in, in the on the 49ers. Um we don't know where Kyler Murray is there's a lot of question marks uh, especially in the NFC uh, so the the Rams with or without Darnold I think and without without Beckham they got a chance uh, assuming you know Stafford comes back for sure and McVay's there. Now, if McVeigh, if you tell McVeigh is retiring, um, then no, nah, he's not retiring. Listen, that owner of the LA Rams has so much money; mm-hmm. he can just throw money left and right. Yeah. And without Tom Brady being the Bucks, and potentially without Rogers at Green Bay, who who in the NFC is gonna really contend with the Rams? Yeah, it's I, I almost laughed and said the Cowboys, but no, no, no. <laughs> That's no, no, because they don't even, you know, no, as long as McCarthy's no. there, no, just no, yeah. So, if you no, know, again, speculation, if for some reason they get rid of McCarthy and Champagne slides in, then I then I like the Dallas Cowboys a lot, but mm-hmm. until then, I don't see in this is you know, our season for now, I just don't see anybody 
you know, yeah. measuring with the Rams out of the NFC anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think they got to figure out the players and the coaches got you know, figure out if they want to come back and run it back. You know, that's they're almost like the Bucks. The Bucks were at that stage where players like Brady could have like hung it up or players uh, like Fournette could say, you know, shit, I can go to another team and make more money. I'm thinking about Odell Beckham here, although he's injured, so he's probably not going to get that much. But, you know, they can all come together and say, we want to run it back again, bring the same team together and, and go for another Super Bowl. It doesn't guarantee that you'll get there. It gives you a chance. But it gives you a, a definite chance yeah. uh, for sure. I think they're in a good good position at this point. And right now, I'm sure they're just thinking about celebrating their win this season. Um, they're not thinking about next year just yet. But, uh, you know, the AFC, I, and not just the I think in general, you're going to see a crazy offseason just like last year kind of was, um, where quarterbacks um, are going to leave teams and go elsewhere. I don't know what's going on with the Kyler Murray situation. That just seems extremely odd uh, that the breakup is happening so quickly um yeah it just uh, it's just it's crazy what's happening and i know you know last time somebody would they were saying that he's immature blah 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 and he's on play games i don't know that is that is completely a mess and probably we can look it up as we go down the down the line mm-hmm. you know when we do our breakdown so i was looking up you know the stats for this podcast and we are about to hit the 800 downloads, which at the beginning of the year, I was like, you know, I really want a thousand downloads. We didn't get to a thousand, but we got to a hundred, which is, I mean, we got to 800, which is pretty good for a podcast like, like this, right? Yeah, I mean, it's good. And regardless, I think, you know, again, when we said let's do a podcast, it wasn't just about getting people to listen yeah we want people to listen but it's a good opportunity for us to get together and still speak about football give our opinions uh talk about where we disagree and more you know more importantly have a an hour uh, hour and a half break from our lives uh from the stress of our lives so i i've enjoyed it uh for sure i'm excited um at what we can do next season um you know and you know i think there's things that we can do for sure to improve uh, on what we're doing now so I'm, I'm definitely excited oh yeah there's gonna be a lot of improvements and we might we were we're kind of uh, mulling over if we should go on youtube but you know that's you know that's gonna come down the 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 pipe at some time so basically I bring that up because I wanted to give a shout out to all all our, our listeners. I don't know the exact location, so I was writing down the listeners and where they're from. So I don't know if you knew this, Ron, but we have people listening to us internationally. Mm-hmm. So I want to give a shout out to whoever downloads us all the way in Brussels, Belgium. Yeah, and especially if you listen, you turn on expecting to hear about like soccer or something, and then you realize this is football. You yeah, stuck and around and with then us anyway. You anyways. stay anyway. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. So, uh, another place, Dublin, Ireland. Whoever you are, thank you for listening. Uh, Frankfurt, Germany. I know you probably thought this was a podcast about 
you know, soccer, real football, but no, it's American football. Moscow, Russia. Wow. Yeah. So here, yeah, there you go. Uh, in Peru, Lima, Peru. I don't, again, I don't know who you are. I just know that you download this uh, podcast, and then we switch it up to America. So we got listeners in Dallas, Texas. Nice. He downloads us, or or she. I don't want to exclude any sex. Uh, Kansas, Wichita, Wichita, nice. Kansas. So also, and I didn't think we were gonna have too many Midwesterns, but we got somebody in uh, Columbus, Ohio, and we got somebody in uh, Chicago, Illinois. And now, now I'm not surprised about Chicago because that's a big city. Mm-hmm. But the Columbus, Ohio, I was like. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. we don't know people in any of these places. No, so. no, this is just, you know, you you like our voices, you like what we talk about, and we appreciate it. So, uh, California, we got people in San Francisco and San Jose. Mm-hmm. Then I was thinking, like, this could be the same person. You know, like, sometimes Steve will listen to us at home, or he listen to us in our, our work, and um, then it comes, like, two downloads, whatever. And then we got, of course... All over Florida. We mm-hmm. got in Jacksonville. We got in Tallahassee. We got St. Petersburg. We got, of course, all over Orlando. So big shout out to them. And then I want to give a shout out to the people that were actually on the podcast. Definitely. So, you know, I got Joel. I got Steve. I got Doc. Chris. I know he, he listens because he tells me. Keith. My cousin Alex. Am I leaving anybody else out? Your brother. Oh, my brother. My brother, he doesn't quite... Li- okay, my brother is a football coach, but he wants nothing to do with us. I, <laughs> it's very, very strange. Um, and then we did the show weekly, and I guess this is a kind of a, like our off-season, mm-hmm. and I was writing down possible dates that we can come by so before you get there let, let's thank our wives too for allowing oh. us to to have this hour and a half in a garage i don't know why we we thank them we thank them and it's on record and we you know shout out to them but they they had no time frame when the super bowl on my is my wife was like oh the super bowl is not at two and i'm like what <laughs> what but yes you're right you know they with the kids they let us do our thing but then they were the biggest wet blankets at the same time i don't know mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a catch 22 uh so we're definitely doing a show march 17th after the free agency opens so definitely look for a new show after the free free agency and then we're gonna do another show in april after the draft right so and, and the draft can go a couple of days you know i got 4 30 to 5 2 so you know again these days are flexible and then after that what we have june and july which are kind of like you know even though training camp happens it's kind of a dead period it is um and we already know that we might not have baseball yeah that yeah and I think that maybe in July we'll start our training camps podcast. So so we're going to start season two in March after free agency. 
And what? Which today is the fifteenth. So it's a month from now. We're gonna do our season two opener. Uh, and again, thank you for listening. Uh, what else you wanna say to the people out there? Uh, thanks again. Appreciate you guys for listening. And don't you know? Forget to give us feedback for sure. If you wanna see anything changed. Uh, let us know, you know, ahead of uh, next season, so we can we can incorporate it into what we do. So appreciate it. Yeah, we we do this for us, but then we also do it for the fans. So you know, now that Tom Brady is you know retired, we don't know. We might <laughs> still up in the air. He <laughs> never say never, right? So if you want us to, when we do our mini camp, you want we get enough emails on this particular team, we'll break it down. I don't know. We didn't really um, have enough time to advertise it, so we're doing it now. From now, February, all the way to August or July. If you have a team that you want us to do a breakdown, let us know and we'll add it. Of course, we'll do the Steelers. Of course, we'll do the Patriots. And, you know, are we going to do the Bucks? Well, you know. Now that Brady's not there, is yeah, there a need to? I'm still a fan of the Bucks. Yeah, you know, I live here, but maybe maybe we need to find a replacement team yeah. for the Bucks because you know it's. Oh, maybe Tom Brady will come back. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it's a it's a fifty fifty proposition. So ju- yeah, just email us. We'll be glad to do it for you. We appreciate it. Much love. Uh, what are you gonna say, Ron? Uh, peace. Peace. Go Steelers for one last time. But this is the offseason. What are you going for Steelers for? Uh, I'm saying go so we figure out our quarterback situation. Let's let's draft Kenny this, Pickett. It's just keeping you up at night. Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> absolutely. Like, I we, would, we might not have a quarterback. Yeah. I, I mean, I wish I could write to the GM and he actually, like, read my letters and stuff and takes my advice. So this is important. It's important for us because unlike the Patriots, you guys are all set with your quarterback and where you're heading. There's a lot of uncertainty on our team, so um, yeah, it's it's keeping me up at night for sure. Well, go Steelers! Hope you can get some kind of quarterback. I I uh, doesn't look like it's gonna be Aaron Rodgers, and uh, might be Russell Wilson. Will you be happy with Russell Wilson? It depends on the price, but yeah. Well, you know, that's a yes or no answer. Because if you get Russell Wilson, you obviously gave something up for him. Yeah, that's, that's why it depends on the price. If you I'm giving up like. You know, first, second, and third round picks, and I got no linemen. Yeah, then I'm not going to be happy. Well, yeah, that's that's another thing. But he is a running quarterback, so maybe that won't be such a bad thing. Uh, yeah. So until we meet next time, I say peace. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S H U T Y M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace.